welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and of course, our people. It's a new year, and I don't know about you, but with a new year comes resolutions to lose weight, to be more mindful, to begin exercising, to stand more to run a marathon, to read more books. The list goes on and on and on and on. I believe I had learning to sew and learning to play tennis on my list for about 10 years, and I finally have removed those two things because I'm not going to learn either one of those. But at DHG, we believe in energy for life, which does encompass exercising, movement, mindfulness, nutrition, and everyone, or most everyone, has gone through our Energy for Life program, and we understand that while we can never have more hours in a day, we can manage our energy so that we have optimal energy for the things that matter the most to us, like our New Year's resolutions, or in my case, my three-year-old who takes a lot of energy. Exercise is a major component in building energy, and so today I have with me Chelsea Widiak and Nick Kennan. Chelsea works with us here at ZHG. She supports several of our C-suite leaders, and um, as a bonus, she is has a husband who is in the fitness industry, and he's with us, Nick Kennan, and he is a fitness coach and massage therapist, and he's the owner of Queen City Movement and Body Work. So Welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having us. (laughs) Super excited to have y'all and a resident expert. I just picked his brain on a little injury that I have, but enough about me. We'll move on to everyone else here. So Nick, Chelsea tells me that a lot of the strength training that you recommend is built around body resistance. So can you tell me a little more about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So just to give a little bit of background of kind of where I'm coming from from these questions, I started in the fitness industry about 10 years ago. When I started out, I did basically the typical trainer thing and just got into the weight room, started working with a lot of weights and getting really excited about building muscle and that whole thing. And uh, as I went on though, and I started working with more clients, one of the things I noticed almost right away was that people needed number one, more mobility work, and they barely had any body awareness at all or any type of control over what they were doing. So that's kind of where it started with the body weight stuff for me. And the way I look at it is uh, body weight training is a really, really great way to build a solid foundation Mm -hmm. for what you're going to be doing with your fitness. Just to give a quick example, you know, it's, it's like if you don't have the basic stability to be doing a regular push up with midline stabilization or even like a basic plank position, then what do you think is going to happen when you try to go to the gym and get excited and get under a barbell and then you can't control those basic spine functions and then you open up the possibility for injury, right? Or in everyday life, you go to get your luggage off of the luggage wheel. You you don't have that inner core strength to move in the way that you're supposed to when you end up with an injury. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, a lot of what my philosophy is built around with what I do with myself and also with my clients is based around uh, basic um, gymnastic strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like the, the gymnastic strength, especially at the foundational level, gives people an immense understanding of how to use the small muscle groups in their body and how to control their uh, core and their spine 
strength in different positions. So uh, that being said, you know, I, uh, I try not to pigeon my whole, myself as like the, you know, the body weight guy. It's, it's just one tool in your tool belt you uh-huh. know? and you have weights and, you know, running and other things that, that you can enter into that as well. But like I said before, I just think the body weight stuff is a really, really great starting point and a yeah. safe way to, to kind of get to know your body awareness. Wow. That's really cool. I've never, I've never really thought about it in that way. <laughs> so let's start with some like people who travel or someone who perhaps has a schedule that doesn't enable them to go to the gym, but they might have an hour at five o'clock in the morning in their home. What are some things that people can do to ensure that they get a good workout, even when they're short on time or not able to go to a gym? Mm, That's an excellent question. And uh, it kind of gets into a little bit of philosophy surrounding kind of the differences and similarities between fitness and the broader scope of just movement in general. Um, and I think it's important to distinguish, to distinguish between the two because uh, fitness is certainly important and it's such a broad term. Fitness could mean a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. Uh, you know, fitness to you could be uh, running, for example, mm-hmm. or to somebody else could be lifting weights or, or doing yoga. Or, so there's a million different things that fall under this kind of category of fitness and being quote unquote fit. Right. Um, but I think it's important to take a step back and look at it kind of on a broader scale of all fitting under this umbrella of movement. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the direction that I take with my business and with my clients is we focus on the movement first and then whatever the fitness means to them. The movement stuff enables them to be able to do that better. So if we're talking about someone who is traveling or someone who's short on time, I would I would certainly suggest that you uh, focus on the movement first. Um, I know for myself, when I travel, a long day of travel, I get into the hotel. All I want to do is just lay down on the bed, like turn on some junk, junk TV, <laughs> yep, eat like, some potato yeah, chips, and call it a day. You know, one thing I try to do when I get in into a hotel or wherever I'm staying at is. Uh, you know, not get settled on the bed. I just, you know, will put my stuff down, maybe take a shower, change my clothes, and then I'll head straight down to whatever it is, fitness facility, whatever they have close by, or I'll head just outside somewhere where there's a park or uh-huh. somewhere to kind of just ground myself. And so one thing I found that is really important in fitness is, is uh, environment. You just want to put yourself in an environment where you want to move. Right. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest struggles, both in daily life and when you're traveling. So like I was saying, it's just like when you get in to where you're going, you just clean up real quick, then just head out and uh, just make yourself move right off the bat. It's especially after traveling, you're going to be tight. You're going to be feeling crappy probably. So yeah. just grab a bottle of water and head down to where you can and just, and just start to move around. And, um, if you're short on time, I mean, one of the best tools available to you is just a stopwatch on your iPhone. I mean, just set a clock for your workout because if you don't have somebody there pushing you, somebody mm-hmm. motivating, you're going to slack off. You're going to grab a yoga mat and just yeah. lay on your back for, you know, 15 minutes. <laughs> How did you know I do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all done it. You believe me. <laughs> so just set a clock. And I mean, it's, it's simplicity is key. I'm all about the simpler, the better for people. And, uh, there's a million and one workouts you can do just that are just super simple and effective. I mean, something as simple as just you want to do 300 air squats and just right. set it's a timer hard. Hard. and see how fast you can do them. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's probably only going to take you, you know, five to 10 minutes, but you're going to be exhausted from that. You know, yeah. so that's, that's just something great you can do to just get the blood flowing. So just try to be creative and, and set a clock when you go down there, set your intention. Say, you know, I've got this amount of time yep. and then, uh, 
just set it aside and just and just do it because then when you go back upstairs and you turn on TV then and you order Domino's and you don't, you don't feel, feel so guilty. bad about it, right? Yeah, and as a reminder, we um, at Energy for Life learned about the seven minute app. Yeah, by Johnson and Johnson, and it, I think it's called the seven minute workout. Yeah, seven minute workout. Yeah, so for seven minutes, I mean, you get in. I, I mean, you know, it's not like a power workout, but you get seven minutes in right, exactly. or you could challenge yourself to do three, seven minutes. Yeah, if you absolutely. got 21 minutes, but. I did air squats this morning before my shower. I had a yeah. dinner last night. I have a dinner tonight. Yep. I missed my workouts this morning. I woke up and I was like, Chelsea, you got to do a hundred air squats before yes. you get in your shower. You got to do something. And so I did it and I felt a lot better. I never thought about the timer aspect of yeah. it, but I think mm-hmm. that's a really good, good tip. So yeah. on that note, just real quick uh-huh. before we move on, yeah. um, just to add to that a little bit, going back to what we're talking about, fitness versus movement it's like that's one way to go down and get a quick workout quote unquote right but say you're feeling crappy and you and you don't necessarily feel like moving yet you're stiff and tired and whatnot it's like it's not to say that it's bad to just lay down on the mat and just stretch for a little bit you know and that's it's important to distinguish to make like you know it's okay to just go down and move around you know and it's actually even better if you can do that and then you can get your quick workout in. Right, right? exactly. So kind of keep both things in mind. Yeah, one of the yoga, one of the apps that I use, it has this yoga workout and it's called Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> and it's literally like those yoga poses that just feel so good. Yeah. Yes, um, and so you're, stretch. yeah, so you're yeah. just deep stretching, but still you're doing something to, to help your muscles and to detoxify blood kind of what's movie. going yeah. on in your yeah. body. What are some things that people can actually do in their office? Well, you and I talked just a second about that, right. but what, what is the best thing you can do? All right. So uh, I love this question because it's, it's kind of oversimplifying a really complicated issue, right? Which is that we live in a society where people don't move nearly as much as they need to. They don't exercise as much as they need to, all this stuff. So again, going back to simplicity, I think one of the, one of the most effective things that you can do in general with fitness is to try to restore your body back to these basic human positions that we're supposed to to be in, right? So for example, the body weight squat is, I don't know, for those of you listening, the last time you tried to just go down into a squat as deep as you can and just hold it there with your heels down. And it's a pretty difficult thing, especially for most people if you're, you know, especially if you've already been working out or whatever, you're, you're tight from life and you get down in that squat and it's painful. Yes. You know, but this squatting position is a natural human position. You watch any child and they're yes. going to be able to they're just squat. They're great at it. They yes. can do it you know, for hours. They yeah. hang out in that yes. position yes. if you ever exactly. watch them play. You know? yeah. and, and similarly, we look at cultures who never like evolved, you know, uh, into modern age and like they, they were still squatting to do pretty much basically any activity. So this is a position that is where we're built for. We're supposed to be down in a squat not necessarily under load, you're just in a resting position. So I mean, my number one thing that I work with with my clients is to restore their squat and try to get back into this position that we're, we're supposed to be in. So 30 minutes a day of squatting wow. cumulatively, I, I suggest. There's actually, if people visit my website, queencitymovement.com, there's a section on the website called the 30 day challenge. Uh-huh. And uh, I outline uh, the squatting in that. And uh, oh, so cool. I recommend 30 minutes a day of just getting down in a squat and you can break that up throughout the day as much as you want. Do do a 30 seconds here, okay. Okay, a couple that's minutes good. here. And uh, that's always how I start my day. I start my day with uh, 10 minutes sitting wow. in a squat. And it's really amazing the benefits that you feel just mobility wise and just the way you'll feel. 
everything is just more opened up and it just feels great. I mean, at first when you do it, it's going to feel horrible, but yeah. you, know, you got to kind of get through that discomfort <laughs> yeah. and restore it. And like anything else, yeah, exactly. save that curve work, of, work of getting the, there, uh, work through the soft tissue. So that's one, that's one is the squatting. And then, uh, the, the second one I would say most important is hanging as humans, we evolve from primates and primates live in trees. So we're actually anatomically designed to be hanging and swinging. Oh, with, good grief! With with our we're going to have to, we're going to have jungle yeah. bars in exactly. our offices. So stock up on the bananas because we're going to be hanging all over the place. Um, this one's a little bit trickier because you actually have to find a place right. to hang, mm-hmm. um, which can be kind of challenging, especially if you're at work or yeah. you know, whatnot, and, and yeah. you don't want to be the one guy. That might be an hanging, after work you know. thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's important, you know. Even if you go to the gym after work, or you you know you go home, you know. Go out in the backyard and literally just hang from a tree branch, hang from your door frames, grab a huh. gymnastics rings, throw some gymnastics rings up in the tree, hang from those, hang from a pull-up bar. Wow. And uh, similarly on the 30-day challenge, I recommend seven minutes a day of cumulative hanging. Wow just to open up people's shoulders. Like, yeah. I mean, it's insane they, how it, wrecked yeah. your shoulders get sitting at a desk. It's insane. It's amazing to me. It I mean, is. even even among fit populations, I, I work with a lot of CrossFitters and who do a ton of overhead work. And uh, these are insanely strong individuals. They're and, athletes, yeah. And athletes. And, and even among this population, a lot of them can't put their arms over their head huh. in a straight position uh, with 180 degrees of shoulder flexion. Wow. And a lot of that comes from just that we don't, we don't use that range, yeah. so we're going to lose it. So 30 minutes a day of squatting, Very seven cool. minutes of hanging. Very cool. Those are two things that I've never heard. So that is really, right? yeah, that's really <laughs> fascinating. So Chelsea, she's a total fashionista. So yes. if you don't know Chelsea and you come to Charlotte, you will see when you see the person who looks like they walked off the runway, that would be Chelsea. <laughs> but she always has on whatever the latest big heels are on her feet. But I've noticed that you keep flats sometimes at your desk or you bring tennis shoes in. So what are some of the things that you do throughout the day? Obviously, you're not hanging from bars here in the C-suite in no, Charlotte. Not in the C-suite, so I tell me hang. what you're doing. Well, at work, I mean, I I love heels and I wish I wish heels were were good for your legs, but they're not. They're just not. They look beautiful, but that's about it. So you are right. I have been bringing some flats and changing. I try to take a walk every day at lunch. Even if I'm not going to get lunch, I will walk to the mall, you know, to feed my addictions. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I will. I'll take a walk. I get some some air. I stretch. And then, you know, in the evenings I do, I, I go to the to the gym and I and I train with Nick. I am my tool belt has a little bit more strength training in it, but all of his gymnastics movements that he's been incorporating have helped me immensely. So I highly recommend it. I and think. you do the stairs. Yes, I also do the stairs. Yes, I have a colleague here and him and I have been working up now to four or five flights times two. So it's actually really exciting. We're going to try to build up to doing it maybe 20 times in a row. That's like our big, big goal. So That's awesome. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, you sit here in the C-suite. So give us the inside scoop. So what, what do you see our leaders doing throughout the day? I mean, they have so much energy. I often have to be like, oh my gosh, yes, oh my gosh, how <laughs> in the world do they have this much energy? But tell me what they do. They are they practice what they preach. It is it is no joke. My boss, FN, she just completed her first triathlon this year. 
it was amazing. I actually, um, Nick and I went and saw her, you know, cross the finish line and it was outstanding because she went kind of from, you know, from, uh, no, no, no working she went out. No workout to, before Energy for exactly, Life. Exactly. To do exactly. an Energy for Life and a year later. It's insane. It's insane. And, you know, Matt Snow, our CEO, he is awesome. He is always, you know, if we order, you know, takeout, if Chris and I are getting, you know, takeout for our executive committee, no desserts, you know, salads. They are very, fruits. yes, fruits. They are very specific on eating healthy and eating often. Matt always is snacking. Effin's always making a protein shake. You know, fitness, they really do. They really do practice energy for life. It's awesome. So food, you're talking about food. So Nick, what food plays such a major role in our body and how we feel and our energy? What foods do you recommend eating before and after a workout? And so as the second part of this question, every every fitness coach I've ever met has like their superfood that they think is like the best. <laughs> so what's your what what do we eat before and after a workout and what's the superfood? <laughs> All right. So uh just a disclaimer. I mean I'm I'm not a dietitian nutritionist. I, I didn't go to school for this stuff obviously. No, so, but you uh, have to have I, some uh, tools that right, you anything use. I recommend is just uh gonna be, gonna be based on my personal experiences. We'll have Liger put a um, disclaimer on that, don't worry. <laughs> but on that note, uh, going back to what I was saying before about just simplicity. I, I like to just keep it as simple as possible for people. And the number one thing that I've noticed that made a difference, the biggest difference with my clients and both myself is um, just cutting out the sugar, mm. really just taking out the sugar. And, yeah. It's so hard. It's in everything. You know, and it's, it's a hard thing and you just, and you don't want to do it because we're all addicted to it. Yeah. But it's once it you make, once you make that change, you, the, the difference that you feel is okay, just, is just amazing. So, I mean, Chelsea and I have been following for quite some time, uh, uh, paleo style template. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a great resource online. People want to look it up. It's called the whole 30. Yes. I've done um, the whole 30. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's really cool, great painful. because yeah, it's, <laughs> it just basically takes you from your current diet to like eliminating yeah. most things that are bad for you. And so you just kind of, I, I use that as just like a constant guideline yeah. and, and we're pretty good about it. We have cheat nights. Yeah. On that note, yes. um, it's, it's important to let yourself have the bad stuff too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so you try to follow 80, 20, you know, 80% yeah. being good. And then 20% splurge on that stuff that you really want. Yeah. Cause it's, it's really worth the calories. Yeah, Evan really, always says that. Yeah, it's, know, it's, I it's, agree. Important. it's important to let yourself have that psychologically and just take a break for like a night, but it's uh, try not to get into that kind of quote unquote cheat meal mentality. Yeah. Cause that's how you really slip backwards. Yes. So it's like, uh, the Hello, way I think holidays. about it is I, I stay on my diet, you know, six, seven days a week. I have the one meal yeah. where I'm like, all right, I'm going to let it go on this meal yeah. or the one food or the yeah. one occasion. Um, so you try to just kind of limit yourself 80, 20 and just keep it simple. So do you have a superfood? I think if I were to recommend one thing for people to incorporate into their diets more, I think it would be coconut oil. Mm. I think it's really great. Just you can use it for so many different yeah, things. It's delicious. It tastes great. Delicious. And just there's so many health benefits with the healthy fats. That yeah. I, I've almost completely replaced the cooking oil in my house with just Coconut huh. oil. I really great. only even with eggs. You would never think, but it yeah, is it's absolutely great. divine. Really great huh. if you want to fry eggs, like fry eggs, yeah. and then you put on potato. It, you know, really, so many uses for it. And I've even replaced olive oil with coconut wow. oil in most instances, mm-hmm. and I just find it to be a great Super. substitute. Yeah. And it's good for your hair. Yes, <laughs> and, your and your skin. skin. And your yes. And yes. Your <laughs> so okay, so I'm, I'm doing the one thing. We've got a theme here. What's one thing that you think everyone should begin doing today to take a step towards greater energy and fitness? Oh, wow. That's a tough question. 
All right, I think I don't know if I can narrow it down to one, but I'll, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep it to two. I think number one, and uh, this might sound this might sound a little bit cliche, but seriously, the most important thing that I've found in my experience with people is find what you're passionate about in regards to fitness. Find what's fun, because if you're not having fun doing it and you don't care about it, then there's not gonna be any reason psychologically for you to do it. So. Find what you enjoy doing. Is it mountain biking? Yeah. You know, is it yoga? Is it dance? Is it running? Is it lifting weights? You know, find what you do that is the center point of what your fitness is going to be, the, the thing that you're going to be able to anchor the rest of your health to. And just find that thing and do that. And then once you're doing that, then expand from yeah. it. You know, find out, really take a, a closer look at what you're missing. You know, say, for example, if you're a runner and that's what you love to do, and you're doing that, then what's missing from that running? You know, do you need a yoga. little bit more pulling? Right. Strength. Do you need a little bit more stretching? What do you need? And that I can that kind of brings me to my next point, which is get a coach. Mm. Which obviously, you know, I'm biased in this situation. <laughs> but, uh, even, even us uh, fitness professionals, like if you look at the ones that are serious, like we all have coaches too. And uh, it's really, really important just to have that outside perspective, someone who's just going to call you on your BS yes. and say, you know what, you're doing great, but you're lacking in these areas here. Mm -hmm. And someone who's just going to be able to help you get to that next level. Yeah. Because if you try to do it all yourself, it's just you're just doing yourself a disservice yeah. because you're always going to ignore your weaknesses and focus on yes. what you're strong at. Yes, so, of course. Yeah. Number no one, one wants to do that. No. And number two, get a coach. That's awesome. You guys, this was so fun. Well, let's yes. just keep doing this all day. I know. We can talk all day long about this. <laughs> well, thank you all for being here. We appreciate thank it. Thank you so much, yeah, for, having so much for having us. Yeah, and thank you for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. Life at DHG.